Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Wednesday to you, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studio in beautiful downtown Laurel. Dalton Stanford producing in Hattiesburg. Bob out today. We'll be back tomorrow as we are on the road at Fuzzy's Tacos and then 4th Street Barn Grill on Friday. Got a great show for you today. Patrick McGee from the Bluxy Sun Herald will be joining us next segment to uh, talk through hard to believe that over uh, a third of the season, football season, already over with. We'll look at uh, what the Eagles need to do and and how uh, how good, in some senses, this uh, three-game road uh, schedule with and, and the out-of-conference schedule will do the Eagles well going into to conference play. First segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us Every day by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, located in a town near you, but the home team right outside of Turtle Creek Mall there in Hattiesburg. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, cooked here, loved everywhere. Eagles have a home game this coming uh, Saturday against UTEP, and you can get Dickie's Barbecue to cater uh, your tailgate. You can get them to cater a party. Uh, whatever's going on in your world, Dickie's is there to serve you. Always uh, go see them for lunch or for dinner and get some of that famous ice cream. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Well, on a Wednesday, uh, always uh, good to talk to to our friends from Southern Miss Golf, Eddie Brescher, the Head coach in his second year, and and the Eagles back in from Birmingham where they were at the Graham uh, Invitational, and, and Coach Brescher joins us now. Coach, what's going on? Not much, guys. Thanks for having me on today. Man, so glad uh, to, to have you. Your guys back in from their uh, second uh, tournament of the year. Let's go back a, a couple weeks, uh, that, that opening tournament, the Sam Hall Intercollegiate. You guys actually hosted it. Great tournament for the Golden Eagles. Finished uh, second overall. I know you were pleased at how the Eagles started the season. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it was a great tournament, a uh, very successful event to kick off the season for our team. Um, you know, first-class facility there at Hattiesburg Country Club with all of our supporters out there. Um, helping us run a, a, a great tournament to bring in some teams from all across the country. And obviously the result, uh, not quite what we want. Obviously we want to win at home, but, uh, you know, when you break every school record for team scoring and you don't win the tournament, it's kind of hard to uh, be upset with that performance. Yeah, I mean, you, you always want to win everything, but of course uh, you start off in, in a bang like that. Looking through the roster uh, before we get uh, to the tournament this, these past couple of days, you got three seniors, um, but some freshmen have really uh, have really done well for you also this year. Absolutely. Um, you know, in our sport, it's a, it's a global sport. Um, you can turn on the tube every weekend and see the PGA Tour, and you get to see the best players from all over the world. Um, and, you know, with our sport and golf being such a, a dominant global sport, uh, there's great players from all over the world. And, you know, we're fortunate to have uh, two of the best young players uh, on our roster as freshmen this year with uh, Robbie and 
Uh, we call him Pat, even though it says uh, Tompy Pat on there. We, we've nicknamed him Pat since he's gotten in town. Um, so we're, we're blessed that these guys are here. Uh, Pat being from Thailand, Robbie from Canada. You know, these, these two guys at a young age were um, huge performers in their respective countries. And, you know, they've been, uh, we've been blessed to have them in town and, and looking forward to the future with what these guys bring to the table for our program. Bob would want me to ask you this just because he likes to travel. Um, you know, with it being an international sport, I mean, Coach, how does that work? You know, with you, you bring in a kid from Canada, you bring in a kid uh, from Thailand. Uh, it would be nice if you could actually go watch Pat play in Thailand on a recruiting trip, right? <laughs> I wouldn't argue with that. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've certainly we have a lot of great connections in the golf industry. Um, you know, it is a small world with, with the golf industry. There's a lot of mutual connections. Um, you certainly try to use those connections in your recruiting, in your schedule management. Um, gosh, anything that, that you could possibly need for a golf program, it's great to have those connections, just like any business. Um, you know, and we're, we've got some great connections that have helped us get our foot in the door with these recruits. And then the biggest thing is getting them here to visit. Um, once they get into Hattiesburg, we feel we've got a great shot against anybody in the country to win the recruiting battle. Uh, but, you know, between our facilities that we have at the country club, the large array of first-class golf courses within just an hour and a half of where we're at, um, I mean, we're, we're in a great spot golf-wise. Arguably the best spot in the state um, golf-wise. Weather's phenomenal. Campus is awesome. You know, first-class education. So, the biggest thing is getting these kids in on the on the recruiting visits and, and putting our our best foot forward for them. Yeah, so you, you mentioned that about Hattiesburg. You know, you think of the quality courses in Hattiesburg, and then you start thinking about the Nicholas courses. You know, uh, an, an hour south, and you know, then you bring in um, you know what what's on the coast, and even you you reach out a little bit with New Orleans, and you reach a little further out with Mobile. Uh, and then you can even go up, you know, uh, an, an hour and a half north with with Waverly and some of the Jackson courses. It's it's pretty impressive uh, the footprint that Southern Miss Golf has in in the lower part of the state. Absolutely, um, you know, we we've got a obviously with with the Country Club being there in town. You know, you got Cambridge here in town, Timberton in town. I mean, it, these golf courses are, are phenomenal to open their doors to us to be able to go out and, and use their facilities. You know, but uh, we, we've got a couple tee times coming up before we hit the road for West Virginia. We're going to go play Reunion. Uh, we're going to go play Grand Bear. Uh, we've got a couple tee times over Cane Break, the Country Club. I mean, it's it's a very great spot to be in golf-wise, and so that helps when we move around to a lot of different golf courses in the area to test these players, especially the new guys. You know, you bring a kid in from Thailand and a kid from Canada – you bring them here and they compete against some of our returning veteran guys and you say, hey, here's a golf course you've never seen. Oh, and by the way, you're playing for a spot in the van today. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure to deal with. <laughs> you know, and at 18 years old, that, that's a big wake-up call for these guys. And, you know, they're seasoned when they're with the experiences they had in junior golf that, you know, when they get here, they're certainly not intimidated, and they've they've proven that they belong in our lineup, and uh, they've proven that they're ready to go from day one. I guess some of our listeners are trying to visualize, Coach, what all entails golf practice. Uh, we know there's a range. You, you've got the really nice facility at Hasburg Country Club. But what is, like, when you tell your guys, all right, we got, we got practice, like, what does that look like? We do – we have changed up our – 
player development this year. Um, you know, when we try to bring guys in, we certainly bring them in with the expectation they're ready to go from day one. Um, however, there's obviously some learning curve to that. You try to structure some practices to where, and this is different than what we've done in the past, we're doing a lot of structured practice this year where as the coaching staff, myself and our graduate assistant Avery, will structure a practice plan for that day based on the statistics that we got from our previous results in tournaments. Um, if we're getting a lot of three putts, then we're going to spend a lot of time doing some structured putting. You know, but we, we normally have practice for three hours each day. Uh, we'll structure three different stations. If you've got nine guys there, that's three-man teams, three-man rotations through those stations. Uh, one could be driving accuracy practice on track man, and we'll make it a, a competition. Uh, we'll have range time they can do on their own. Avery will be over on the short game stuff. I'll be working track man with the guys one hour, blow the whistle, and uh, rotate through. So, Man, um, it, it, there, there are so many people listening right now that just say, wow, I wish that could be my afternoon, golf practice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, I tell you what, though, if you eat steak every single day, at, at times you're going to get a little stressed out and tired of it. Um, yeah, that's true. So, you know, it, it's, it has its ups, it has its downs, you know, but there's certainly times when we structure practice for the guys that may be a difficult drill, they may get frustrated with it. However, that's the same things they're going to have to deal with on the golf course in a tournament. Um, if they right. start two over through four holes, they're pretty frustrated then. So how do you deal with it? you just fold and, and just pack it in, or do you just power through it and refocus your mind and get through the drill? Same thing on in a tournament. Right. Coach, uh, a little over 30 seconds left. Robbie Ladder and, and uh, Pat both finished in, in the, uh, around the top 40 this past weekend or this past week at Birmingham. Bryce Wilkinson f- finishes in the top 30, ninth overall. Your assessment of Graham McDowell and then looking forward to taking that trip to West Virginia. It was a, a pretty solid performance, uh, certainly an opportunity we had to beat some very highly ranked teams. We slipped a little bit, but we still leave the tournament with 10 victories. Only eight losses, so we still leave the tournament with a winning record. Looking forward to West Virginia, another great opportunity to play teams we will not see the rest of this year. So if we go there, beat them up, uh, we'll carry those victories throughout the year. That's awesome. Well, enjoy what the rest of us uh, consider to be a privilege and a, a nice afternoon. You get to do it every day, Coach Pressure. Thanks for joining us on the Eagle Hour. Thanks, guys. To the top. To the top, as Eddie Brescher, men's golf coach. Uh, Golden Eagles getting ready in a couple weeks to head up to the Health Plan Mountaineer Invitational hosted by West Virginia University at the Pete Dye Club in Bridgeport, West Virginia. We'll take a break and be back and talk to Patrick McGee of the Bluxy Sun-Herald right after this on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Big thanks to Eddie Brescher, men's golf coach, for joining us in that first segment. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg or online at campusbookmark.com. 
Eagles.net. Eagles in town this weekend against UTEP. Stop by Campus Bookmark and uh, get you a new hat, a new shirt, some pom-poms. I know some of you out there uh, bemoan the fact that maybe in, in, uh, in some places you can't find Southern Miss hats. I am on CampusBookmark.net right now, and there are over 100 hats for sale. There are seven pages of hats for sale. I'm all about some Southern Miss hats. Uh, probably going to grab me another one. It's always good to have an extra one laying around. But all that is on CampusBookmark.net, the uh, biggest selection anywhere, maybe in the world of Southern Miss swag so that you can cheer on the Golden Eagles. Well, it is Wednesday, uh, but tomorrow we'll be at Fuzzy Tacos on the road, and then Friday we'll be at 4th Street Bar and Grill. So we moved up uh, the class uh, today, and we go down to the coast. Professor Patrick McGee from the Bluxy Sun-Herald joins us one day early. Patrick, how's your Wednesday going? Uh, pretty busy, but good. How about yourself? Just one of those days, man. It's uh, we're we're getting through it, but it's good. And this past weekend, um, Eagles forty nine to seven. A lot of us are looking at the the final score. Rather, Southern Miss one point eight million, Alabama forty nine. And I guess that's the way you look at it. You come out healthy, and uh, you, you get a big check, and your guys got to play in a phenomenal college football atmosphere. Correct. Right, yeah. I mean, I know there were some Southern Miss fans that were frustrated by it, but I mean, it's just one of those games that was always going to be out of reach, out of reach for Southern Miss. Alabama is just loaded with the uh, talent across the board, and uh, you know, and, and and Southern Miss, and that you know, it was just a bad matchup with that Southern Miss defense in the secondary. Uh, still trying to find its way against uh, maybe the best combination of a quarterback and receivers that uh, we've seen in a long time. So, yeah. It, uh, you know, you don't really take much away from that other than you got that big check that you mentioned. Uh, you kind of hope, you know, you're, you're relatively healthy going to conference play, which I think they are. And, uh, hopefully you can get some of these guys that are being banged up here, maybe back for that North Texas game. Jack struggled a little early. Possibly some of that was just, uh, you know, the environment and what he was seeing early. Settled in 17 of, of 26. Um, not bad at all. I did think that Buster Faulkner had a really good offensive game plan. I mean, going in, trying to keep the defense off the field, burning some of that clock. I've seen that in high school and college football. Uh, you know, the Eagles moved the ball, um, you know, decently, I guess. You look at the end of the day, 226 yards, but again, most of it was through the air. Yeah, and I guess really kind of the one frustrating thing you kind of take away, you, you were able to get in the end zone once, but against Mississippi State and Alabama, uh, you had maybe you know multiple chances that you left out there of putting points on the board, but Abraham's fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with him. I think he's in position to really kind of uh, uh, get going here in conference play and really put up big numbers. Uh, I'm more, you know, I'm judging Jack by what I saw in the Troy game, uh, and at times you had to be, you know, uh, upbeat about what you saw against State. So I think Jack's in good position. I really think uh, he could, he has a chance to put up a Nick Mullins. Uh, type season and conference play, and that's what Southern Miss is going to need. So when we look back, um, and again, I want to make it known to our listeners, Patrick puts out great content on the Bluxy Sun Herald. You got a you got a, a new article out, Patrick. We need to know about, and uh, you know there there are reasons that people need to subscribe to the Bluxy Sun Herald. I'm one of those. I always like uh, getting that email that that pops up. So we don't want to give you give away all your content, right? <laughs> <laughs> but at the, at the same yeah. time, uh, it's hard to believe a third of the season's already gone. Yeah, it's uh, you know uh, it's it's flown by. Uh, you're sitting here and and, and 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 you're kind of judging what you've seen after four 
weeks. It's it's honestly a little bit hard to read, considering you've played Alabama, Mississippi State, mixed in a Troy in Alcorn State. You know, you, you take what you can out of it. Uh, but, yeah, I've got a piece that's going up later this afternoon, uh, which will be predicting how the Golden Eagles will, will do the rest of the way and really kind of breaking down on where the team stands at the moment. Uh, what I what, what fans can I kind of look for from each game the rest of the way uh, for e- even a, uh, a projected score for each game uh, and and southern you know and how Southern Miss might wind up in that CUSA West Hunt. So I've got that going up later this afternoon, and it'll be the first ever subscriber only content story uh, on the Sun Herald's website. That, you know, we've had a website for a long time, and we're going to start generating some subscriber only content. So Luke yourself, uh, Luke, you'll be able to read it, and whoever else is subscribing and. And, uh, so, you know, the Sun-Herald will kind of judge off of this story and other stories we have coming up uh, what kind of interest we generate among Southern Miss fans. So, uh, you know, the more subscribers we get to the Sun-Herald website, and, and if it obviously comes from Southern Miss fans, uh, that, that really kind of encourages us uh, to put more effort into covering Southern Miss football. If that interest is there, uh, we will feed that interest. So if this story can kind of generate some more subscribers to the Sun-Herald website, uh, it's a big deal. I mean, we're the only daily newspaper that covers Southern Miss at this point, so uh, uh, consistently. So, if if Southern Miss fans want to see more uh, Southern Miss content in the future and more in-depth content, uh, it would be a good idea to go read that story uh, in, on today's website. And if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe. Well, I, I will amen that. Um, you are the only one that covers because uh, a paragraph on page six doesn't count. So anyway, that, that's a word on that. Anyway, um, I, I, see if I can get this out of you. Um, what What is the most glaring positive for Southern Miss through four games? Well, it's got to be the offense. Uh, you know, they didn't play that great against Alabama, but not many teams this year will play great offensively against Alabama. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really those, those you know, you go through Jack Abraham, Jalen Adams, and Quez Watkins, and those all guys look, all, look like they're all among the best players, uh, best offensive players in Conference USA. And if you really look at the conference, you know, North Texas and FAU are pretty good offensively. Of course, North Texas is very good offensively. Uh, but you don't really see the conference uh, being kind of like it was before UAB won with defense last year. And uh, UT at programs like UTSA have really had gotten – be pretty bad on the offensive side of the ball. So, uh, it, you know, you don't. If you're Southern Miss, you don't want to have to feel like you got to outscore everybody uh, to get to that West Division title. But uh, you know, but that may be the case. I expect the Southern Miss defense to turn around at some point. Uh, when that happens, I don't know. I think it has to start this week against UTEP. Uh, maybe kind of get that swagger back, that confidence back. Uh, looking ahead to the rest of the schedule. So. I think really you're encouraged by what you saw in offense, and I think that running game is going to come online here pretty soon. I, you know, you've got Perkins and Michael Harris both averaging over four yards a carry, and you're encouraged by what you see out of those guys and possibly getting Travinsky back at some point. I think Southern Miss will run the ball at the very least sufficiently, you know, to make them balanced enough uh, to have some success on in Conference USA play. So. I think it really all comes down to play the offense and really kind of hanging your head on that Troy performance. Um, you, you mentioned about Mosley. Word on the street is is that he's going to be back for North Texas. Have you heard anything else uh, that would that would contradict that? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I think it's kind of a question mark for North Texas. Uh, I think there's a chance. Uh, it just it's kind of up in there at this point. Uh, Jay's not really talking about injuries this season. 
but I think, you know, you look at uh, some of the injuries you've got right now, uh, the more I hear about it, the more it's not long-term for those guys. Uh, you may see them back, say, you know, by, I, would, I would expect all of them to be back by the end of October. That's good. All right, uh, on the negative side, the most glaring need or concern on the football team through four games is? Well, I mean, it's it's obvious. It's in that secondary. Uh they, they just weren't, you know, you don't want to judge them too much off that Alabama game just because Jerry Judy and those guys are just, you know, incredible college football players. Uh, it's, you know, maybe we'll see some changes. I know uh, Coach Billings talked about Tyler Barnes uh, maybe getting more playing time at safety. Uh, you know, and but the thing, I mean, you're not going to change your corners. Those guys had so much success last year. I mean, this is a Southern Miss defense that only allowed 176 passing yards per game a year ago. I mean, and that's an incredible number. And to give up to in the neighborhood of like 340 over an average of 340 over the last three weeks, and you know, and state state only passed for 170, you know, 173 yards against Southern Miss, but they just kind of uh, just started running the ball whenever they got that big lead early. So yeah, it's it's a head scratcher. Uh, you know, I'm sure you know Jay Hobson and company are trying to figure out ways to get this fixed, but uh, you're just not going to face passing games as advanced as what you've seen out of Alabama and Mississippi State here in the, in the next few weeks, other than North Texas and FAU there at the end of the season. So I think North Texas and FAU are the teams that are, are best equipped to, to exploit that secondary. But, yeah, obviously it's uh, you got to get more uh, 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 pressure on the quarterback, but it's kind of hard to call the blitz if you're constantly, you know, in, in, you know, if teams are moving the ball down the field on you in the passing game or they're, you know, in short yardage situations on second or third down. So uh, Southern Miss just has to create more situations where it's like third and eight, third and nine, and they can get to the quarterback. There just haven't been many situations like that this season. Yeah, and, and in order for you to be able to bring pressure, you just have to have those guys on the outside, you know, that can can lock down receivers. And mm-hmm. I don't know very many people um, in the country or even in uh, professional football that could put four out there on those four we saw. So, Patrick, we'll take a break. Can you stick around with us for third segment? Yeah, sure. Patrick McGee from the Bluxy Sun Herald will continue the conversation on the other side of the break. Keep listening to the Eagle Hour here on Super Talk Mississippi. Top. Hope your Wednesday's going well. Thanks for joining us on the Eagle Hour. Third segment brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. We will be live from 4th Street Bar and Grill Friday with the show. 8.95 daily lunch, Facebook specials, uh, and just a lot of Southern Miss memorabilia. So uh, be sure uh, if you're in Hattiesburg, come see us on um, Friday as uh, we are over at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We continue with Patrick McGee. 
From uh, the Biloxi Sun-Herald, so Patrick, uh, I, was, I wanted to make one more statement about that pass defense. It, you know, it's just kind of it's, it's very interesting. Uh, your pass defense is, uh, is probably uh, the biggest thing you need to work on. But DQ Thomas threw four games, arguably the best defender on that entire Southern Miss defense. Yeah, I think that's an easy case to make. I mean, you look at it, he's got seven t- tackles. I think he leads the team in tackles, and he's got seven tackles for negative yardage. Uh, he really played well against Alabama and, and, and came up with some big plays against Troy. And So, yeah, D.Q. Thomas, and everybody kind of expect him to fill in well there in Picasso Nelson's old spot, and I think he's done well. He's Out of everybody in that secondary, I think he's done the best job of kind of meeting expectations this season. Two interceptions, uh, two two sacks. Um, what, what about the, the defensive line? This is really the last question I'll ask uh, uh, from a 30,000-foot perspective. We'll move forward to, to UTEP. But, I mean, you know, on the defensive line, you got Turner and Smith and Whittington mm-hmm. and Brown and some of those guys. Um, what do you think they need to do going forward? Uh, I mean, is it, has it, have they been, just been facing uh, uh, unbelievable offensive lines? Do you think they'll cause havoc when conference play starts? Yeah, I think we – they're early in the Troy game. I thought they I was like, well, they're about to take over. And then Troy started having success thrown down the field, and that just kind of uh, took, you know, put them on their heels a little bit. So uh, they just haven't been in an aggressive stance. If you think about it all season uh, against Alcorn State, they were able to do that. But, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. So, yeah, they've played really good offensive lines in Alabama and State, uh, really big offensive lines. And, and you'll see another big one here in UTEP this week. But, yeah, I, I, you know, We'll judge this defense by how they play in conference. I mean, that, that's that's what it was always going to be in. Uh, for Southern Miss to sit here in 2-2 two and two is really about as good as anybody could have expected. Uh, obviously, the defense hasn't played anywhere near what's capable of it to this point. But, yeah, the defensive line, I, I think uh, they should be much better in conference play just because they're playing a, a different type of offensive line week in, week out. Eagles this week, 26-point favorite um, against UTEP. I was asked this question yesterday, you know, is there anything that we need to know about UTEP? You know, Dimble's in his second year. Uh, word on the street is they may start, you know, their third string uh, quarterback. There's just still kind of a, a program and a big rebuild out there in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're only completing like 48% of their passes. Uh, I think they've, you know, they've been, they were fairly competitive with uh, Nevada last week, a team that had beaten Purdue early in the season. So uh, I think UTEP has shown some signs of maybe being competitive. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be able to hang with some conference USA teams, but I think they match up, uh, pretty poorly against Southern Miss, especially as a team that just hasn't thrown the ball at all. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, uh, this UTEP team, I expect them to kind of maybe pick off a win here or there in conference play, but with Southern Miss, I think it's just a poor matchup, uh, with Southern Miss really, with Jack Abraham really able to kind of lead this offense down the field. And, and I think Southern Miss will finally kind of, uh, be able to face a team that wants to run the ball and they'll be able to, uh, if they could get some, you know, uh, negative yardage tackles, kind of put them behind the uh, behind the uh, uh, chains and get get a chance to rush the quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, this is a game that you don't really expect UTEP to have much of a chance, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to somehow get it within a couple of touchdowns there in the fourth quarter. So uh, UTEP giving up, I think, the biggest stat for them, giving up 260 uh, in the air. So it looks like Abraham uh, could have himself a nice day. But Patrick, you know, we I've been Southern Miss fan my entire life. You've covered them for a long time. You you for the last several years, you just kind of wanted them when they get in a game, when they have an opportunity to put the game away, you want them to put the game 
away. And I think that's what fans are really wanting to see. Yeah, I mean, it, they had to kind of fight and claw against Troy, even though there was you know a time or two where you thought they were able to kind of close that one out. And they were able to do it thanks largely to a trick play from uh, uh, on that receiver pass and then the kickoff return by Jalen Adams. So uh, Southern Miss, you know, in that game lived and died by the big play. And you can't really afford that if you're going to win a, a West Division title. They're going to have to go out there and, and be able to move the ball consistently and run the football. So it's it's a, to me to be able to close out these games, do a better job of closing out games, is to be a more balanced offense and to consistently run the ball. And I, I think that the ground game is is fine up to this point. Uh, this is really what we could have expected considering who they've played in the Troy game. They really didn't even have to run the ball. It was just coming so easy in the passing game. So uh, to me it's really – uh, uh, with the Michael Harris and Kevin Perkins, uh, those guys have been the most productive running the ball. And the closeout games, they're just going to have to be able to consistently run it. So when Mosley comes back, uh, it, is uh, is the number two back going to be Harris? You think they'll keep him in the backfield? You know, that's a good question because you know, I think Mosley and Harris kind of offer some of the same things. I think Mosley's kind of a little bit more built as a tailback. Harris looks still looks kind of like a receiver back there. Uh, Mosley's good in pass protection. Yeah, I would I would think as long as you know Mosley may not be the number one guy right away, uh, but as long you know as, as long as he's 100 percent healthy, I don't see why he's not the guy. Uh, just because he's such a good three down back, he he can uh, uh, cash the ball in the backfield. Uh, he's just the best overall running back that Southern Miss has. And Harris, you know, ha- has been good, but he also had that fumble against Alabama where he wasn't holding on the ball as tight as he should. Uh, Steven Anderson still having a hard time just consistently breaking through there. I, I think Perkins and Harris are your best options, uh, but I could see uh, both Perkins and Harris getting significant touches behind mostly. Conference USA as a whole, 14 teams, only three with winning records, Louisiana mm-hmm. Tech, UAB, and Marshall. Four teams at 500, North Texas, Southern Miss, Charlotte, and FAU. And then uh, you've got, I think it's uh, yeah seven teams, the rest of them, UTEP, Rice, UTSA, Western Kentucky, Old Dominion, Middle Tennessee, and FIU. Uh, and from a conference hole, I feel like the conference has uh, underachieved this year, particularly with FIU. And uh, you thought, you know, maybe that uh, North Texas would be three and one right now. They really got showed up a few weeks ago at SMU. Your thoughts about the conference as a whole after Week Four? Yeah, not overly impressed. Uh, UAB and La Tech are sitting there above five hundred, but they have yet to beat a team that's, that's beaten an FCS opponent. Uh, it's, you know, I, I think uh, UAB's record's a little soft, even though they beat South Alabama handily last week. Uh, South Alabama appears to be a basketball team this season. Uh, they're having a hard time there in year number two under uh, Steve Campbell. Louisiana Tech, kind of wait and see. I think they still may be a pretty darn good team uh, coming in. But, yeah, I, I think you've got really as far as the best teams in the conference, you got North Texas, uh, Southern Miss, uh, Marshall. Marshall's a good defensive team. And then you have an FAU who their quarterback, I think, has really taken off. He's going for 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns, uh, 10 touchdowns, uh, one interception is Chris Robeson. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the league is kind of top-heavy. You have three or four or five pretty good teams, and everybody else is uh, mediocre to pretty bad. I mean, UTSA is just, uh, I, you know, it's kind of hard to see Frank Wilson hanging around after this season with the way things are headed. Uh, they've really had it put to him early in the season. Uh, but yeah, the conference is down. It's not as good as not as deep as it's been the last uh, two to three years, and that's not good for the conference. And and, and but you know, it's a chance for a Southern Miss 
if they can take down North Texas on their home field, they've got a got a path to that conference championship because I don't see anybody out of the East uh, that would be that much better than Southern Miss or North Texas. And you look at the schedule. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and and uh, we we're talking about this. The, the schedule bodes pretty well because you've got two open dates the rest of the way, and those two right. open dates come before UAB, and they come before um, from North Texas. So you get yeah. through this week, you can rebound from uh, the non-conference with an easy game against UTEP, and then you got you got two weeks to prep for North Texas. Yeah, yeah. What's kind of uh, North Texas will also be coming off the bye week, so you'll see those two teams really kind of at their best. They've been able to game plan for it and get ready. I think uh, both programs knew that 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 the game in Hattiesburg was really going to be decisive in this USA West. You know, as long as Southern Miss can take business, take care of business there, then to beat Louisiana Tech, you're in great shape. I mean, everybody else in the division, I don't think, give really give much of a chance other than maybe UAB. Uh, which has had Southern Miss's number in recent seasons. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the schedule sets up somewhat favorably for Southern Miss. It gives them a chance uh, each week, weekend, and week out to prepare for the opponent. Maybe even have a what you would call a semi week off whenever you're playing teams like UTEP and W uh, Western Kentucky. Even though you can really kind of take anybody for uh, granted, but there are some games in there that uh, even before you go to FA, you're playing West Kentucky and Hasburg, which is a team that you should beat. So, yeah, the, the schedule is set up for Southern Miss to, to perform and get ready for these games. Last question, about 30 seconds left. The Carl Harper has announced uh, on Twitter that he is uh, transferring sophomore yeah. uh, def- defensive back. On the Gulf Coast, is there anybody that Golden Eagle fans need to be aware of that Southern Miss uh, is looking at and would be a great fit in Hattiesburg? Well, uh, uh, South Alabama kind of came in early and got some commits from a bunch of guys. Uh, as far as, like, off the top of my head, uh, there's some, you know, good players. You got, uh, uh, oh gosh, McKinley Jackson is hoss at, at George County, but he's going really, you know, he's going to Alabama. So no, nobody off the top of my head that I'm really thinking about that Southern Miss is really targeting. Uh, is, is, you know, Southern Miss, some, one year they go heavy on the coast and the next they won't be so heavy. So they're going to go where the talent is. And probably at the moment they don't see anybody that really stands out. Patrick, we really appreciate your time every week. Thanks for bringing us up to speed on a lot of that. Have a great weekend. We'll see you at The Rock and catch you next week. All right. Thanks. Patrick McGee from the Bluxy Sun-Herald as he joins us every week, just a day early because we'll be on the road the next two days. Dalton and I will close out the Eagle Hour for you right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Wednesday, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Gulfport Home Center, located on Highway 49 in Gulfport, the largest selection of new and used manufactured housing anywhere around. Check them out online, gulfporthomecenter.ms. More room for you, more room for your family. That's Gulfport Home Center. Well, uh, Coach uh, Levon from uh, Softball has announced the team's uh, fall schedule, which is going to be seven contests, five at home and uh, two away. And I just want to remind you of those. This coming Saturday, Southern Miss will travel to Clinton 
to take on uh, Bellhaven. They will uh, also face Hines Community College and Coastal Alabama. Then on October 11th, they will be hosting Colin Community College at 4 p.m. Then on Sunday, October 13th, taking on East Central Community College. And then uh, Saturday, October 19th, they will welcome William Carey University and Meridian Community College. Uh, they'll take on William Carey 10 a.m. on that day in Meridian Community College at to men's golf, of course, as we talked to Eddie Brescher a little earlier in the show today, he and his Golden Eagles, they finished ninth in the Grand McDowell Invitational. That was Monday and Tuesday of this week. Freshman Robbie Ladder out of Ontario, Canada, shot a final round 72, and junior Bryce Wilkinson out of Madison shot a 76 to pace Southern Miss. Uh, they shoot a two-day total of 888, and again, uh, Exciting uh, new freshmen uh, from from Thailand, uh, from Canada, and then, of course, the veterans, Walker Kesterton, Matt Lorenz, and they will uh, be practicing and getting ready for October 7th and 8th when they go up to uh, for a tournament hosted by West Virginia University. A couple more things you need uh, to know about around the university. Lady Eagle basketball team is going to start practice, and they start practice fall practice Tomorrow, Coach uh, McNellis excited about this year's team, a couple new coaches, and uh, some of those veterans back. Men's basketball already started, as we've had Jay Ladner on um, a few times and let you know about that. Conference USA schedule uh, for this coming weekend. Everybody plays on a Saturday. No Thursday or Friday games this week for Conference USA. Middle Tennessee is at number 14, Iowa. That is Saturday at 11 a.m. will be cool for uh, the Raiders to take part in that that wave. If you if you've never seen uh, if you've never seen an Iowa home football game or, or one on television, the Children's Hospital of Iowa is right behind the stadium. And after the first quarter, uh, the entire uh, stadium turns and waves to the children. There, the children walk to the windows or they they roll their their beds to the windows, and the parents stand there and and they and they all wave. It's pretty special. They did one a, a segment on college game day a few weeks ago. So Middle Tennessee will be at Iowa at two thirty. Florida Atlantic at Charlotte, uh, Cincinnati at Marshall, and then everybody else playing in the evening. East Carolina is at Old Dominion, UAB at Western Kentucky. That'll be an interesting game to see uh, what the Blazers. Uh, have Louisiana Tech travels uh, to Houston to take on the Rice Owls, and then the Houston Cougars, formerly of Conference USA, travel up to Denton, north of Dallas, to take on North Texas. Southern Miss will be hosting UTEP. Hope you already have your plans in place uh, to come to Hattiesburg, not only to tailgate, uh, but to uh, to stay around for the game and pack the rock. We'll be out there tailgating around, uh, I think it's around 3 o'clock, We'll be joining up uh, with several organizations, and it's uh, for military veterans. So if you're an active military or you're a military vet and you're in the area, come by and see us. We'll be right behind Southern Hall. Free food. There'll be pizza and wings and uh, a lot of things to do. And so uh, just be sure if you're military, come by compliments of uh, so many people that want to honor your service. Eagles are a 26-point favorite uh, in the football game, and it'll be an opportunity, as Patrick told us last segment, for the Golden Eagle running game to get established and for that passing defense to get a little more uh, confident uh, before they get the week off and will face a dandy of a passing attack by Mason Fine in the North Texas Mean Green. We are on the road tomorrow. We will be at Fuzzy Tacos tomorrow. Great environment over at Fuzzy's. Got the open uh, big garage door that's open there. Great food. And uh, we'll, we'll be there. Just uh, confirmed today, Scott Berry, 
head baseball coach for Southern Miss, will be joining us. And uh, it's getting around October, so I wonder if he will come up uh, in a <laughs> in one of his uh, disguises or if he'll just be Scott Barry. But uh, Coach Barry will be joining us tomorrow from Fuzzy's Tacos, and uh, we will be at 4th Street Bar and Grill on uh, Friday for the show. So if you're in the area, stop by. We'd love to meet you, and I would love uh, just for for you to uh, to join our show. Dalton, as always, if people missed uh, the show or or uh, they can't um, listen to us during during our normal time for one to two, remind our listeners where they can hear the Eagle Hour. Well, uh, you miss us during the fact, or if you're out of the state or out of our broadcasting area, you can always tune in to supertalkhattiesburg.com or supertalklaurel.com and tune in to our nationwide and worldwide live stream that you can always hear there. Or if you end up missing our uh, live broadcast, you can go on Spotify, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud. You can also go on your favorite mobile device via iTunes podcast app or the Google Play Music app and tune in to the Eagle Hour podcast updated every day, and you can listen to any episode you want on demand. I know a lot of you take advantage of that, unable to maybe listen to us from one to two. Like Bryant Wallace in Flowery Branch, Georgia, listens to us every day uh, through uh, the Super Talk app or through one of those platforms that uh, Dalton mentioned. Brian, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to us and keep spreading that Eagle fever over uh, in Georgia. For uh, Dalton Stanford, I'm Luke Johnson. Bob will be back tomorrow. We will be at Fuzzy's Tacos. Come see us. And as always, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.